All right, Alexander, let's do an update on what is happening in Sudan. The big question is whether you believe this is a conflict civil war or if this is a regime change operation. I did a video on this uh, on Easter Day, and I, I found a tweet from someone that said they're from Sudan, and I think they, they summed up what's happening in Sudan in a very simple way. They said that this is like Prigozhin of Wagner fighting against the Russian, the Russian armed forces. That's basically a very simple picture of what is happening. But we go one level up and we ask the question, is this a civil war? Is this a power struggle that just happened? Or is this a regime change operation? Well, I think the first thing to say is that I think for the moment it's principally a power struggle. And I think this comparison between Prigozhin versus the military has a, some weight to it. But I would say this, I mean, the Wagner organization is a tiny organization relative to the Russian military. I mean, I mean there's no conceivable way they could launch a kind of coup in Russia in the way that this organization has tried to launch one in Sudan. Whereas in Sudan, militias, armed militias, have been a part of the military scene for a very, very long time. And I understand what's basically happened is that they've all been consolidated into this one group, which as a result has become very large and very powerful, and powerful enough to challenge the Sudanese army, specifically in the Sudanese capital. And undoubtedly there have been internal tensions. The Sudanese army has clearly been worried about the size and power of this militia group. There's been negotiations to try to absorb it into the regular army, which haven't gone well. And that's part of the explanation for this particular flare-up. And as I said, it's a power struggle, in other words. Having said which, and I'm going to have to say this, and you know, my own personal feeling is that there is one particular event lurking in the background which I strongly suspect provides the clue as to what has happened. And that is that for some years now, going all the way back to 2017, the Russians have been engaged in a protracted and very complicated negotiation to try to agree the setting up of a naval base in Sudan, a naval base on the Red Sea. And they'd come to an agreement, or apparent agreement, about, about how to do this with the previous um, uh, Sudanese leader, uh, um, Bashir. You remember Omar al-Bashir, who was, the West called him the dictator of Sudan, and he was, for a long time, you know, very much part of, you know, the West's villain's hate list, if I could put it in that way. But anyway, um, Omar al-Bashir was overthrown uh, shortly after. It all seemed to be very uncertain whether this was going to proceed or not. The civilian government that seemed to take over seemed to be cool on the idea of this naval base. Then there was a coup by sections of the military establishing the power structure that was in place until... These latest events, we were hearing that over the previous couple of weeks, there'd be more negotiations between the Russian military and the Sudanese military. 
and the Sudanese military finally agreed to the setting up of this naval base. And that was just a few weeks ago. And then we have these events. Now, there's all kinds of rumours circulating. I saw a rumour somewhere. It's only a rumour. I can't confirm this that US and British officials met some representatives of this militia. There's also another rumour that a Ukrainian aircraft was seen. There's a, supposedly a photograph of this um, in one of these air bases that were controlled by the militia, which has recently been bombed by the Sudanese um, Air Force. I can't confirm all of this, but... I have to say, based on historical knowledge, if you can like, if you like, based on recent history, the setting up by Russia of a naval base on the Red Sea in Sudan is going to act like a red rag to the Washington Bull. They will not want it. They they pulled out all the stops to try to prevent Sudan agreeing to a naval base a Russian naval base before. And I can't help but think that these events are to some extent connected with that and a part of a US attempt, a last US attempt, a desperate US attempt to try to prevent this naval base from being established. So that's what I think. So there's a power struggle. Undoubtedly, there were internal conflicts within Sudan. But I strongly suspect... I'm not absolutely sure, but I strongly suspect that there was an external actor also involved, and that was probably the United States. Yeah, the problem with this plan, if, if the United States is indeed behind this, uh, this situation unfolding in Sudan, is that from what I've read, while the Russian uh, government has good relations with the current uh, Sudanese government, the Russians and the Chinese also have good relations with this rapid reaction yeah. force that's trying to, to take over. So it's not even a guarantee if no. this, this regime change or coup, this power struggle, if it works out in the favor of the, the reaction forces, it's not even a guarantee if that will stop Indeed. some sort of military presence in Sudan. Indeed, it's not. And in fact, there's even been rumors that the Wagner organization has provided training and some equipment to this rapid reaction force, this particular militia. So, you know, this is a complicated story. But that doesn't mean, as I said, that the United States hasn't had a hand in this. It could have spoken to militia leaders. There's a particular, the commander of the militia is said to be particularly aggrieved and on very bad terms with the leader of the regular military. And that there's, you know, a lot of rivalry between the two. And it would not be beyond the um, skills of the US to play on these rivalries and to try to egg on the militia to launch a coup like this. Now, of course, if the coup succeeds, it doesn't follow that the Russians won't come back and say to the militia commander, if he's finally stores himself as the ruler of Sudan, well, we're prepared to give you all the things you want if you give us this naval base. I mean, it doesn't follow. One does, one does suspect, as I said, that there's been a lot of this going on. There's a lot of horse trading going on as well between the Russians and the Sudanese, between the Americans and the Sudanese. 
And, you know, there's a bidding war, and quite possibly, quite plausibly, the Russians will win the militia leader back. But for the moment, I'm going to go along with the theory that overall, this is a militia strike, as I said, instigated to some extent by the United States, telling perhaps the militia commanders, look, if you're able to take power, the US will support you, providing them perhaps with a certain amount of technical and intelligence support, and that this is really about another attempt to stop this Russian naval base being established. The very latest reports I've been hearing, by the way, suggest that after being taken initially by surprise, the Sudanese regular military is gradually gaining the upper hand. But, you know, reports are so confused that you know, I can't really say whether that is definitely the case or not. Yeah, I've read those reports as well. But, you know, the main, the main takeaway for me from uh, this, this uh, conflict is that the United States and the collective West is very worried about uh, Africa and the direction that Africa is, is heading towards, which is a direction towards uh, BRICS, China, Russia. And in the document leaks, the New York Times, they reported, and CNN, they reported on a document uh, leak, which, which showed that the Biden White House, the U.S. government, was very concerned about uh, Africa and how Africa was was leaning towards Russia and China. So I think Sudan is is going to be one of of many instances where we're going to have some sort of of plotting or scheming or instigating with uh, various governments or opposition to the governments or militias which can perhaps uh, change the the current course of African nations, which is their move towards towards the multipolar world. So I think we're going to start to see a lot of this happening over the next couple of years. Absolutely. Can I just say something about this naval base? Because the naval base is an enigma, and it fits in very well into what you've been saying. Because ever since it achieved independence in the 60s, 1960s, full independence from Britain in the 1960s. Sudan has been very unstable. There have been civil wars. There's been a lot of fighting in Sudan. South Sudan has broken away. There's been multiple changes of power. It's never been fully possible to stabilise the situation in Sudan. And sometimes Sudan has tilted towards one side in whatever geopolitical divide has existed. It tilted what period of time, for example, towards the Soviets during the Cold War, then it realigned with the West. So it's, it's never been stable. Um, at the moment, and for some time, in fact, it's been leaning towards the Chinese and the Russians. Now, if the Russians are able to establish a military base in Sudan what people in Washington might be worried about is less that this military base, this naval base, will hugely extend the Russian Navy's reach into the Red Sea. I mean, the Russian Navy is big, but it's hardly the US fleet. It's hardly the Chinese Navy either. So a Russian naval base on the Red Sea isn't going to add anything very much in military strategic terms. But a naval base in Sudan, a Russian naval base in Sudan, might 
at some level help to stabilise the country. It would provide a permanent fixed Russian presence there. That would come with permanent fixed investments. The Russians would have troops there. They'd have people, contacts with the authorities in Khartoum. If they handled it well, well, you know, but this isn't always guaranteed, and sometimes they might not handle it well, but if they handle it well, you can see how it might be a stabilising factor in the way that that very, very small base that the Russians had in Tartus acted as a stabilising factor ultimately in the Syrian war. So it, that may be what is most worrying the US, not the fact that, you know, this base, which is going to be very small, apparently, we're not talking about, you know, some of these huge American bases that exist around the world. It's going to be a very small base with, you know, several dozen uh, Russian technicians, but hardly a vast, you know, armory. But the mere fact of its presence, it's not going to change the military balance but it might change the political and geopolitical balance in Sudan, which is one of Africa's biggest countries. So that may be what this is all about, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives Russia a foothold exactly. in, uh, in that area. Exactly. But, but you also have Egypt. Across the way, you have uh, Saudi Arabia as well. So if all of these countries which are in and around this area, if they, if they start shifting towards, towards uh, BRICS and East, yeah. it, it does prevent uh, quite, quite a problem for, for the collective. Absolutely. West. And of course, you know, you've, you've had Ethiopia. Ethiopia yeah, as well. Which yeah. has been shifting, <laughs> which has also been shifting towards the BRICS group. And so Ethiopia, the Chinese have a naval base in Djibouti. <laughs> You know, uh, um, the uh, Egypt has very good relations with Russia now, so you know you can see how you know, as you correctly said, all the all the pieces are falling into place, and across the sea, across the Red Sea, Saudi Arabia is now becoming more friendly towards the Chinese and the Russians, much more friendly towards the Chinese and the Russians than it was, and you're even starting to see some signs of a stabilization in Yemen as well along the same kind of lines. So Sudan might complete, you know, the, uh, complete that structure. And that would be concerning for the United States. It, might, it would find itself in East Africa in, in a very precarious position. And you can understand why the US would be so worried about it. Yeah, you just have to look at a map and you can see what uh, what's going on. Okay, uh, we will leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Rockfin, Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. And go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.